So welcome to podcast number three of the Little Big and Partners Backstage Sessions. Um, know the backstage, live the front stage, that's our uh, tagline. So welcome everyone. Thanks for the reactions on our last podcast. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, the number of uh, feedback and questions we got. Uh, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Thank you so much. And also what was interesting is uh, we talked about communication last time and, and how you cannot not communicate. And even people uh, that gives a, a, us a little thumbs up on Facebook, yeah. which is just great. Thanks for that. But also the people that did not give a little thumbs up. But when we, we, we met them in person, <laughs> they said, oh, it's really great stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I, I didn't reply on why. <laughs> well, because my boss is not supposed to know that I'm on Facebook during working hours or whatever. Uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's always very uh, nice to get some feedback. And um, one one of the things, last last time we, we were talking about communication, which is like basically our business, our core business business. Uh, taking communication to the next level. And one of the, the, the results of the, the previous podcast was that I found myself in a, a team uh, of people who are uh, communicating over the phone. And, uh, and we did some, we applied some really, really great stuff that in these podcasts, you, you will hear all the theoretical approach and, and, and examples around. But, but we do it in the field as well, which is, which is really a cool thing uh, because... It, it's not about knowing the skills, it's about doing it. It's about practicing because every time you learn something, you force your brain into a new wiring, an additional wiring on top of what has been there, uh, which, by the way, is a topic that we will also discuss today in the sequel of How Important is Communication, uh, which is how our brain works. And, um, and, and stay tuned because you will discover a few really nice things where you will say, Aha! Now that I know that, I will slightly modify the way I talk and certainly the way I listen, because communication is not always about talking or shutting up. It is even more about listening and then asking the right questions. So there's a, a, a quite intensive agenda. Again, I hope we will get everything in the 30 minutes, and if yeah. not... It's a, we'll it's do a, it next yep. podcast. That's uh, that's the way Absolutely. these kind of things. Yeah. We we yeah. only know yeah. where we start, and then we'll uh, we'll see where we'll end up. Uh, and after yeah. around thirty minutes, we'll yeah. wrap up the podcast. Yeah. And if there's more yeah. material, we'll take yeah. it to yeah. the next. One podcast. one of the questions that I, I see here coming in uh, following the, the 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 previous podcast where we talked about a pattern break. You remember, so like getting out of the roles, and some people ask you, could you give some more. Uh, tangible examples of how we can fit that in the reality. And um, and so the, the, the tally sales team I was working with like last week, um, we practiced it. So, you know, when, when you, you have, you're on the phone, uh, well, I hope I'm not interrupting anything, right? Blah, blah, blah. So, and, and they start like with, um, um, I'm, I'm very happy I called you on the right moment, right? When, when someone answers. So it's a different way because people on the other side say, hmm, shit, that, that's weird. <laughs> that can't be a tally sales. That can't be uh, uh, someone trying to sell me something. Um, and another interesting pattern break where uh, in normal tally sales context, it's like, uh, good morning, this is hand speaking. I wanted to talk to you about a new solution, blah, 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 blah. And then they expect an answer, right? Uh, which most of the time, well, I'm not interested or I don't have time. So the pattern break there was like, um, um, uh, I'm Hans calling from good morning and then silence 
and then you just wait to see what happens on the other side. And it's awkward. I see a lot of Talisees like, hmm, now I have to shut up. This isn't me. I need to talk. I'm the sales, you know. <laughs> so all of these pattern breaks give a good start of a conversation, which is, and then, of course, the other tips that we share, you use them throughout the conversation. But that's an example of pattern breaks. It creates this sort of surprise effect where the person you address is kind of like, in an unstable position for a very short moment and they look for again something to hold on and that's where you come in with with your messages so it's an, an interesting technique and i hope that um, the person who asked the question uh, is, is is going to be able to do something with it and if not feel free to send us an email we'll drop by for a, an hour or a, a half a day or a week whatever it is Whatever you have the budget for, of course. Or a month or, <laughs> or a full year or, year or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the underlying process of, of that pattern break is actually that your brain is wired in such a way to make it as lazy as possible. It is, yeah. Since since you consume uh, an enormous amount of energy and your brain is, is so active during uh, yeah. conversations, for instance, that it, it, it goes into some kind of... Uh, of standby mode whenever it can yeah. and it, so if there are certain things that your brain is wired to do it will try to do it as, as much as possible yeah. in the same way best example of that that many people have probably already experienced is when you leave home to go to work or mm -hmm. you you leave work and you come back home is that the minute you pull up on the driveway or you park your car in front of your house you have no idea how you got how there. How you got there, absolutely. And, yeah. and the whole half hour or hour or how long you are stuck in traffic is, is completely gone. Yeah. And that's because your brain is taking over and saying, okay, we know the way home, let's us do this, we know how this is yeah. done, we've done it before. Uh, and that is sometimes painfully visible when, for instance, you change job or you move houses, is that all of a sudden you find yourself on mm -hmm. the wrong driveway. Yeah or in the wrong parking lot, because you, you were used for so many time to, to take that same route, yep. and all of a sudden that's no longer working yep. for you. And if you ever want to force yourself in, in to create pattern breaks for yourself, mm -hmm. for instance, it's an interesting challenge uh, for you listeners as well, is for about a week, take every day a different route to work. Yeah, Find other one. ways yeah. to get from your home to your workplace or the other way yep. around every time in a different way mm -hmm. and i spend a lot of time in my car unfortunately or fortunately depends on uh, mm -hmm. how you look at things uh which makes me waze royalty so you can say congratulations his royal highness mr wazer no, um, or you can yep. just say tom it works in the same way uh but anyway um, I, I use a lot of, of that technology that there's more mm -hmm. out there. Don't yep. want to advertise anything. But anyway, I, I'm a Waze user. Um, I use a lot of that technology. But even sometimes Waze tells me to go right or left. left. And <laughs> I go the opposite way. <laughs> yep. Why? Just to make it interesting yep. for me. Um, sometimes I just have the need. And I want to make sure that when I have an hour of drive ahead of me, that, that it's interesting for me as well. And yep. you... you, you get to places where you've never been before yeah. just by taking a left turn whenever your GPS is saying right. Yeah. That's, it's interesting that you mentioned this metaphor um, because if you translate that into communication, the way you drive without consciously thinking where you go, 
we do the same in, in communication. So we, we are used to hearing a number of words that come to us and a number of signals, nonverbal and verbal signals. And so every single person will, throughout the years, have grown into giving a certain meaning to something, which is uh, A for one and B for someone else and C for someone else. So if someone uses a word, it's going to be totally deformed in the minds of someone else. And being critical and alert to that is, is what it's all about. Let me give you an example. While we are recording this podcast, um, and it's now, what time is it now, more or less? Um, it's about slightly after one. Slightly after one. So that means like it's time to get an aperitive. And I'm currently enjoying my most favorite drink. So I use the word, I'm enjoying my most favorite drink. And I would challenge you to imagine a drink. And if you have come up with an image of that drink, I'm very curious, and you can reply it in, in all the communication ways that we have, with what you have in mind. And I'm very curious whether it's going to be aligned with what I'm currently drinking. And secondly, I'm very curious to find out whether the favorite drink that you have in mind is your favorite drink, or whether you really think of my favorite drink. So these are things that happen in communication. You know, you hear favorite drink, your mind is lazy. It says, oh, favorite drink. Oh, that's red wine. Bam. And it's on there. And it's the challenge is like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's land that message. See if we get everything right. And all the information that has not been expressed, which fortunately <laughs> we don't <laughs> because uh, it would lead us to extremely long sentences. But do I have enough information to interpret what is being said in a way that is as close as possible to what is being meant and how can I challenge for me and myself to be sure that I fully understand and on the other side how can I communicate in such a way that I'm sure that what lands and how it is given meaning to is as close to what I actually want to say which is the definition you ended up with uh, in the, the previous podcast so for people who are listening now for the first time Listen to podcast number three, where we kind of uh, initiated uh, podcast number two. I'm sorry, yeah, we're <laughs> moving on that fast, um, where we kind of introduced the, the concepts of communication and, and what it's all about and how uh, some definitions without them being true. Eh, but um, a model does not have to be truth. As long as it fits your needs, it's an excellent model. So, as long as it works, it works. It works. Yep. And that's Absolutely. what we do. Stuff that works. Yeah. Uh, so basically, also one of the things you did in the last podcast uh, is uh, is humming a song without saying what the song yeah, was. Yeah, thank you for bringing uh, that one up. How do we say that politely in the comments? Uh, keep guessing, guys. Yeah, keep guessing. One of Absolutely. the uh, the next podcast will will reveal yeah. what song that actually was. Yeah. Yeah. But what actually happened at that moment is is uh, a concept that is called the curse of knowledge. And that is yeah. what is also happening in many, many cases during communication. So curse of knowledge is once you know something, once you have a certain level of knowledge, uh, you assume that everybody has the same level of knowledge. And secondly, is you have no way of imagining what it would mean if you didn't have that knowledge. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. So let me explain that in a bit more detail. So for instance, suppose you look at a magician or, or one of these illusionists, uh, Las Vegas style shows, 
and they do a very great magic trick and you're in total awe and you oh my god how did he do that and you're absolutely mesmerized indeed and then he explains the trick and he say well actually what happened is this and this and this and he does the trick again without the explanation but just the same trick as he did before you are no longer in awe you say oh okay is it that simple I could have done that I could have figured it out Uh, and the whole magic is gone And the reason why the magic is gone is you can no longer imagine what it was like not knowing how the trick worked. Yeah. Yeah. And you cannot go back to that yeah. moment and say, oh, let's yeah. forget this, how the trick worked and go and back. Relive to it the way relive it, is, yeah. in, in the first way. So that is <laughs> yeah. happening every single yeah. time. It's called Curse of Knowledge. But it happens in lots and lots of communication. So people assume that everybody has a certain level of knowledge, yeah. like in your head, you were hearing everything: the song, the vocals, the bass guitar, the violins, everything. But I mean, Which we're is still a, not gonna no, tell no, you no, what no, song it was. That's we, a little tip. Yeah. There are violins in Hans's head, so uh, when he was humming the song, it's a song yeah. with with violins in there. But the curse of knowledge is happening in many, many occasions when you communicate because we leave out things. Sometimes, luckily, we leave out certain things, uh, but sometimes it just happens without it it being even consciously aware of that that we're doing it. But it's a good thing because imagine you you arrived at like 10.30 this morning and I asked you just how how was the road uh, towards uh, the, the, the studio where we are. So imagine you wouldn't have left out anything. Whoa. Nothing. <laughs> so I would start with, while I woke up this morning, well, the, the first thing I always do when I wake open up is I go, open my eyes, <laughs> uh, realize I'm lying in a bed. Uh, by the way, my bed sheets are blue. Uh, then I get up. Uh, first thing I do is go to the bathroom. By this and time, you're already like, oh, checked like, out. Just, yeah. And I'm just getting Stop. out. Let, let alone get in my <laughs> yeah. car, uh, put yeah. the key in the yeah. ignition. Wondering how you needed to turn or which button to press. Yeah. So we leave out all yeah. that stuff. We yeah. say it was good yeah. or there was a bit of traffic or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we leave out all these things. Luckily. But on the other hand, when we tell in a company, for instance, we explain something or we we tell the strategy or uh, that leaves out a lot of things that people are not aware of. Yeah. Last time we are unconsciously aware of. And we presume that the other ones will will know as well. Yeah. That that is, for instance, one thing I I told a story of... uh, of the uh, the strategy guy, the CEO that communicated yeah, yeah. the strategy and the, nobody the was following, yeah. so the people yeah. were stupid. That was how we ended the last mm-hmm. podcast. What well, the, the thing is that during uh, coaching of offsites mm-hmm. of management teams, we already make them aware of curse of knowledge because basically what is happening is you work with a team uh, for a number of days on a certain strategy. Mm-hmm. You create a common vocabulary on that strategy. Yeah. And but as of that moment, yeah. you think that everybody is aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if yeah, as a certain yeah. moment you go and communicate it and you, you call it yeah. Operation Bonanza yeah. or yeah. whatever, you think that everybody is aware of that. Yeah. But they don't have that don't. pre-knowledge. They don't know how the trick works. Yeah. So you have to explain them Absolutely. how the trick works yeah. in order for them yeah. to understand. Yeah. So in your communication, when you uh, are communicating with people... Be aware that yeah. you have this curse of knowledge. Yeah. On the flip side of that medal, the danger is and the pitfall is that you start 
explaining everything. Uh, yeah. That's... And you start with how you got out of bed and what the first thing it was and the color of your bed sheets. Yeah. And you give all that detail. And then people say like they disconnect and they, yes. you get lost. Yeah. And but while you are um, explaining this, this way of communicating and leaving things out or, or giving the details, it is, it is a skill set. If, if, you, if you master that skill set, you can really increase the impact and the power of your, your communication. Because once you become aware of when to give all the bed sheet and color information and when you can leave the others to fill in the details, that is really, really powerful. And most of the time, without being exclusive in there, but when it's rational information, when it's facts, figures, expectations and stuff, you might want to add all the details and make sure that everybody understands it. And when it's about emotions... It's sometimes very interesting to just use very vague descriptions and, and limited vocabulary and leave the other one to fill in how they feel about it. And knowing and mastering the art of knowing when to do what and have a, a good cocktail in, in your communication between ratio and emo, that, is, that doubles, that triples, that quadruples yes. the impact of, of what you say and it shortens the cycle to a, a large extent, which is very interesting. Absolutely. Uh, that, that concept is called situational fluency, is being yeah. fluent in to know when you should apply what kind of technique yeah. and what kind of wording and adapting your wording to the context as well. Absolutely. Which many people can do, but there's also, unfortunately, a lot of people who are not able, capable, willing to, yeah. to adapt their mindset and have... Uh, jargon speak for instance or management talk or yeah. whatever yeah. against uh, people that are not really into that which well, goes together with your function as we said absolutely. previous yeah. uh, podcast if, if you're yeah. a, a manager will talk managerial language and yes, people will absolutely. not believe you they will not yeah. take your status for granted yeah. they will say ooh I want to ooh, yeah. weird. <laughs> should we believe him <laughs> yeah. well an interesting thing to do is when you catch somebody yeah. doing that so leaving out things because you think they are using or they have the curse of knowledge there's an interesting model uh, to challenge their thought process their wording is mm -hmm. the, the meta model which we can elaborate yeah, for yeah. for another mm -hmm. podcast yeah, on yeah. but anyway so it, it's about challenging the thinking and that mm -hmm. is a very interesting technique also for salespeople. Yeah. if you look at the average salesperson uh, they think they're doing a good job when they talk a lot they think that it's about convincing customers yeah. Now, basically, sales is not about convincing customers. I hate to break anybody's yep. bubble, <laughs> but sales is inspiring somebody to buy something yep. from you. That is sales. Yep. Generate a feeling of, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as, as, as a person wants it, then it becomes an emotional trigger. Yeah. And then they are more uh, looking into what they actually do and what the repercussion is on them. Yeah. And even eliminating some of the repercussions, like all of a sudden it's no longer too expensive, but they can live with that price point. Mm -hmm. While maybe they would initially say, if you're trying to convince them, oh, wow, that's, a, that's really expensive. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you go into sort of a defense mode and say, well, it's, it's considered yeah, what you but, call it, yeah. but, but it's really qualitative. And, and look at how bright it's yeah. shining and, and yeah. how colorful it is. And, and you, you try to uplift the value for 
your customer. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and in, in a non-verbal way, what strikes me when I do sales uh, coaching one-on-one and we do some role-playing and then I'm, we are in a meeting room and one of the things that I do is, okay, have a seat. And the first thing I observe is how do people get installed? And very often the, in a sales customer relation, you will see people sitting in front of one another. Very rarely you will see them aside one another which in the communication, the nonverbal communication, creates like, I'm looking south and you're looking north. I'm looking at what I would really want and you're looking at what you would really want to sell me. So there is this disalignment in, in the communication and you can say like, yeah, but you're one another, you can observe, maybe, <laughs> but you're observing not necessarily the same thing, the same destination, the same outcome, the desired outcome. So, and it's, it's in, in various situations, it's the same. It's like, how do, you, how do you talk? How do you look? How do you sit? How do you get installed? And sometimes this creates a pattern break. In yeah. meetings, if, if, if you deliberately sit aside the person with whom you have a meeting, it creates a very often a discomfort, like, oh, you're coming in my zone of comfort or whatever, but it, it's cool, it's nice, because you're at least looking in the same direction. So the words that you will be using the signals that you will be giving non-verbally will all point into the same consistent direction, which facilitates comprehension, which facilitates the meaning that people give to the words and to whatever it is that you want to uh, convey as a message. Yeah, it's extremely important when you have big sales cycles, long sales cycles, huge budgets, because what you usually then do is you envision the end goal of that customer. And when you use the word vision... Uh, there's a reason why it's called vision Absolutely. because it's, it's yeah. a visual impulse. People will start to visualize yeah. what it will look like. Most likely their eyes will go up. Yeah. They start looking into the distance. And if you're then sitting opposite of yeah. them, you might have to turn your head and say, Absolutely. what is he looking at? Yeah. 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 That's and, nothing. And, it's just and it generates typically a yes, but reaction because mm-hmm. your customer is looking at their vision and they see things that are not in your vision, so you automatically you're gonna say like, yes, you're right, but you need na 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 na. Yeah. Sitting in the same direction, you discover the same things, and your reaction is like, wow, that's interesting that you observe this, and tell me where do you see it, how do you see it, what would help you to get over it. So it changes your communication flow like a hundred percent into the right direction. So that's yeah. that's a really a cool thing. Yeah. Which effectively, if you mentioned the meta model, which is like leaving out things and and knowing when to do it. There's also like making sure that people give the same meaning, like in the example with the favorite drink. Um, And it's also the generalizations which might be uh, needed to to be broken through. Like you say, oh, it's always too expensive or whatever. So the the way you you deal with this kind of inputs also makes a hell of a difference and, and certainly if it's if you want to achieve the highest level of non-violent communication you have a difficult message to convey to your team uh, you have a customer who is like um, having a, a kind of perceived difficult behavior uh, and these are skills that that you and I we we, we train as professionals mm-hmm. to to help people get to the next level of, of what they can do. And we all have it in us. We can do it. Absolutely, yeah. So. I, 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 uh, I often start training uh, sessions with, with the phrase, uh, when, when people say, yeah, but I'm, I'm not a good communicator. Or uh, when I do presentation skills, I'm not a good presenter. I don't like to be on stage. 
And usually my first answer is, that's correct. That's right. That's right. <laughs> As uh, Milton Erickson would say, that's right. Uh, but it's, it's not about talent. It's usually, in most cases, about skill set. Will I be able to make somebody into a TED Talk speaker or the big charismatic visionary mm -hmm. leader? There's more to that. Yeah. But th there's, for every individual, there's a way to get from a point A to point, point B by just applying techniques and skill sets. Absolutely, which can be learned, and, and we teach them. Uh, it's, uh, absolutely. And in, within this framework, I uh, last week I followed a very interesting two-day course, which I would strongly advise to uh, everybody listening, and also to all those who are not listening, but then indirectly, of course. How would they know? Huh, how would they know? By you, dear listener, telling them. And it was, um, I think, the, the, the main title was Deep Trance, but I liked the, the sub-tagline much more. It was Conversational Hypnosis. And actually, if you have a good conversation and good allow you to allow me to let you feel good in for yourself, but if you have an effective communication, most of the time both will be in a certain trance. You there will be a lot of things that that will happen inside you which you will not even have noticed because you're really in that kind of trance. So uh, and the course is all about. Uh, what words can you use? You mentioned Milton. That's right. That's this right. is a series of constructions of sentences mathematically described, but you can interpret them and, and give them your own flow. And, and, and it leads to conversations that pure by the form are also highly effective because you're talking a, a, a very specific way without, of course, having to have a pendulum like a, now you're going to go into a deep trance or whatever. No, it's very natural. And so... All of these uh, things, if you, you subtract the, the, the essential skills and you apply them directly in meetings um, and you know when to give meaning and when to have others give meaning to what you say, um, you, and that's, I think, the, 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 the big question. Eh? Do I want them to be in charge or do I want to be in charge as a communicator? That's a, I think that write that one down, dear listeners. <laughs> Am I in charge or are the others in charge? Am I driving this conversation to the, to the desired goal or outcome or do I let the others one do it? It's a, just a, a good exercise to think about. Uh, might, might have been the empowering question, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Let's wrap up here then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? So, um, no, I, I think that in... in uh, for instance, one of the... the the teams that were asked most to, to coach as sales teams mm -hmm. is uh, because effective communication for them is extremely important. Uh, but the mindset of being in control there is is often the, the flipped one. Absolutely. In, yeah. in a sales yeah. process, uh, if you think that the sales should be in control, it's actually the customer who should be in control. Because like I already said, it's basically yeah. guiding that purchasing process yeah. instead of, you yeah. driving the sales process. Absolutely. Nobody's like to be sold to, yeah. but people yeah. love to buy. Absolutely. And if you're in as a sales in control of the conversation, it means that you create this environment in which you let the customer experience that they are fully deciding where they are going and how they challenge it. And you're a, more like a facilitator. But somewhere you are the one that keeps the conversation and, and challenges the customer to think about emotional triggers, which in, in itself is, again, a pattern break. 
Yeah, because most of the, the people will, yeah, a salesman has to talk. Blah, 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 blah. If yeah. he doesn't talk, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that, that's, uh, you create a series of expectations, which if you break through them, you create these wonderful uh, fireworks of, of very charming uh, content exchange. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Absolutely. And also the skill set of asking questions and asking oh. the right oh. questions is so yeah, powerful yeah, for salespeople. Yeah, yeah. I remember we did uh, for, for an IT company a couple mm -hmm. of uh, months ago, we did a training with sales and one of the topics was objection handling, yep. which is usually <laughs> as if we know everything yeah. about every technology out there. Um, but what we then train people to do is, is not to start proclaiming benefits of the product mm -hmm. because who yep. are we to 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 list benefits it's a typical yes but reflex yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, indeed yeah. Uh, somebody says yeah well, uh, i i i really don't have the money for that uh, yeah but you know it's it's not that expensive and i'll even give you discount and yeah. that shows how frustrating sales yeah. can be if you start <laughs> need, need to start giving discounts yeah. uh, but uh, it's about asking the right question and when somebody says yeah, but we don't have the budget right now. It could be that they really don't have the budget right now. Yeah. Or it could be we have the money. I'm just not willing to spend it with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is, in most of the cases, the, the reality that mm -hmm. there is some kind of budget available. Absolutely. At least if you put it into context of value. And when you then do a pattern break, when somebody, as a, as a customer, especially when you work yeah. with purchasing departments yeah. who are trained in this to say, we don't have the budget. Yes, but. And then the sales go to do yes, but. They say, okay, we're on a roll here. Let's go for 20, 30, 40% discount. Yeah. Uh, if you then say, hmm, really interesting. Thank you for sharing yeah. this. <laughs> I really appreciate the answer. Or, uh, wow, I'm glad you say that. Yeah, yeah. When you say to somebody, <laughs> when, when they say, we don't have the budget, and you say, I'm glad you say that, yeah. it's like, that is a pattern break. Uh, 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 <laughs> w w what is happening? Are you messing with my head? Yes, yes I but I'm not telling you. Yeah. Uh, and then you say, what do you mean when you say no budget? What is no budget for you? Yeah. What do you have budget to spend on? Yeah. Do you still have money in the company? And, and so you can ask a series of questions. Just ask to, uh, questions. I, I, when, when I trained um, a telesales team in, in Poland, um, which also, by the way, is not relevant, but it's relevant in the sense that it's across all cultures. Mm -hmm. All these techniques, you can apply them wherever you are in whatever region you're operating. And so um, in, in I wrote a few of these answers for them, like uh, a customer that, who says, like, I'm not interested. Oh, that's interesting to hear, you know, like, bam. Yeah. <laughs> and they also, in the very beginning, they said, but this is something we can't, we can't use as an answer. I said, have you ever tried? No. So how do you know you cannot use it as an answer? Yeah, but we feel, we think, we believe. I said, just try it out. Try it out five to ten times. See what happens. And then you can come back with, I'm not going to use it or I am going to use it. And, and most of them apply it which is which is cool but it asks some stretch some elasticity you you need to be able to shift between your holiday ego and your work ego and your sales ego and your listener ego and, and be very aware of the, the rich uh, collection of resources that you have inside yourself 
and then activate them whenever needed. And in that course I refer to of um, conversational hypnosis, um, we, I was coaching um, a teacher who had to deliver a presentation on something that she had been attacked for for over two years. Can you imagine? So she's trying to do some innovative things in education of young people. And both school board, as well as all of her colleagues, they were always like, ah, it's the worthless what you're doing and keep on dreaming and it's never going to work. And then and uh, and it's not in line with uh, official guidelines. In, in, uh, but then we're like two years uh, further away now and, and it really lands. So the school, the board, they all see, wow, this approach focused on communication, focused on involvement, focused on emotional involvement, it works. So she's invited to take the floor of one of the, the opening of the, the, the year with all of the teachers who were virtually her enemies and the school board. And, and so she comes in and she says, I'm not going to be able to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm hesitating. I, I'm going to lose my words. I'm going to do whatever. And so what we did in, in, as a preparation... We did not say, uh, look, take a deep breath and be sure that the blah, 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 blah. No, we just took her into a sort of a, a deep trance and we kind of suggested that she had all the resources to do what she needed to do on that very moment so that she had to have confidence in it's in me and it will come out. I'm going to be very honest. At the very beginning of this deep trance course, I was also thinking that, Jesus, <laughs> this is like, whoa, <laughs> I'm, I'm a very, well, kind of a non-believer in all of this uh, this thing. But but then you see it works. And so she delivers her presentation and then she gets back to it and she says like, wow, I don't know what happened. And you don't need to know what happened. But I went on stage and I felt like empowered. And even I could not explain what happened, but apparently we kind of triggered we eliminated the critical faculty, the critical guard, and we got into her rich collection of, of stuff that is in there that some of us use when we're on holiday. We're relaxed. We can talk in a different way. We get back to work. Bah! We will apply another set of resources and we will often forget the ones that we have mm -hmm. and that, and because maybe they don't fit with our roles or with the content of our job or we are just afraid to use them. So be aware, it's all in there. And the only thing you need is an external facilitator to kind of trigger them and awaken them and guide you into learning how to wire all of this stuff and, and use it and make your brains lazy, but in a more effective way. Well, <laughs> luckily you're not aware of everything that is happening oh, in your brain. So <laughs> suppose yeah. you would wake up in the morning and uh, yeah. you would need to say to yourself, this is breathing in. Yeah, this is breathing, breathing out, out. <sighs> yeah, yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Luckily, your body is doing that by itself. Yeah. But again, an interesting uh, trigger there. Um, breathing, we do it unconsciously. Absolutely. So we don't think about it. We just breathe in, we breathe out, blah, blah, blah. And it isn't until the moment that someone tells you, hey, try to breathe in consciously and breathe out consciously that you see things happening. You say, oh, I've done this all of my life without thinking, and now all of a sudden I do it consciously and my heart rate falls down and I feel relaxed or I feel like empowered or whatever. So if you can do it with a simple thing like breathing, hell, what can you do with all of the other things? Once you become aware mm. of stuff that you have done unconsciously, it's, it, it opens a, a great array of, of possibilities that will make you different from everybody who doesn't have the skills, which is in itself 
a wonderful thing, isn't it? Absolutely. It is, it is. So what do you think? Let's uh, wrap this one up with uh, maybe an empowering question. Yes. What about and the empowering uh, question? The question is about a question itself. So mm-hmm. this is going to be interesting. interesting one. So uh, here's a question. What question would you ask yourself uh, to challenge you and your environment about the way in which you think? So what question would you ask yourselves to challenge you and your environment about the way you think? Wow, that's, uh, that's uh, a quite deep a, one. Yeah, this that's one has to land. <laughs> so we'll let it land. Yeah, we'll, we'll let, let, it, let land. it land. And also keep on sending us your feedback on the song that I hummed uh, and listen to podcast number two if you want to listen. And one. And that one, one, of course, also obviously. Good one. Yeah. Uh, keep on sharing this. Visit us on littlebig.partners. Uh, uh, look in the show notes of this podcast to find more links to stuff that we mentioned. And um, if you care about communication, then share this communication and you will know where to find us if you can use any external support inspiration we will be glad to guide your teams to guide you as an individual to give some keynotes some entertainment on this topic this is what we love to do and this is what we apparently if we listen to the feedback are good at so but that's the customers always saying it yeah so. and they're always right aren't they <laughs> customers always right customers always customers right customers yeah always right take care okay. talk to you next time bye bye, bye. Backstage sessions. Thank you for listening.